Hello, welcome to another edition of Significant, a segment here on Infused where we invite guests to talk about cannabis uh, and share stories about the plant, the culture, and the community uh, that's brought us in and has done so much in our lives. You're listening right now to the wonderful sounds. You're listening to our song, and it's, it's my pleasure to, to have our guest on today. Uh, our song is the product of this singer-songwriter and all-around shaman when it comes to all things righteous, in my opinion. Wellington's native son, Kenny Vanella, is joining us. Kenny, welcome. Uh, welcome, Nick. Thank you so much for having me, man. This is really, uh, really a treat. Oh, dude, Kenny, I, it's it's my pleasure, and, and all of us here at Alias Can are really, really happy that you could join us. It's funny when I when I when I drove in here today, and we're we're very much in transition here. In a normal year, we'd have you down, and you could you and I could talk face to face. But we know we were not living in a normal year or anything close to it. But the studio here is in transition, and as as I was coming here today, I was thinking about something. You know, and this idea of the pandemic keeping us apart. And, and one thing you need to know, um, one way I, I remember feeling connected in the early stages of all this last March, you know, when there was so much un uncertainty, I would get the biggest, like, little warm spiritual boost. And I'm not kidding you, man. I mean, uh, I would look at your Instagram stories, and I'd see you get up early in the morning and hustling. And, and, and I mean, during a troubling time, I'd, I'd be able to see my friend. I'd be able to hear some amazing deep Rasta wisdom. And I'd hear, you know, the important message of keep going. We keep going. So I need to thank you for that, man. Listen, Nick, I really appreciate you, you uh, saying that because uh, there are quite a few people at that time had reached out to me and said, you know, really look forward to your positivity every morning. And, you know, I, I need it in my life. And, and, I, and just thank you. And, you know, Again, with the the uh, this last year has been so difficult for, for everyone. Just the pandemic alone, it was an election year, which has everybody at each other's throats. And I just wanted to really take that time and and just keep that positivity up and stay away from all that stuff that just divides us and that nasty negativity. So I, I really appreciate you saying that, man. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, it's from the heart and, and it's something that we needed. I mean, that idea of, of what brings us together and focusing on that instead of all the abstract stuff that keeps people just, just, just arguing with one another, fighting over pointlessness. It was one of my, and it still is. I saw, I saw the story today. It's still one of my favorite things. And I, I wanted to begin with that idea of connection because uh, Kenny and I go way back. So I wanted to start there with what brings us together. I guess it's Wilmington's West Side. It's, it's a little school yeah. <laughs> in Wilmington's West Side. That's right. And, um, you know, we're talking about uh, cannabis culture here on Significant, as always. And I was thinking uh, about culture, education, the similarities we have in our lives. Um, as far as cannabis is concerned, did you have anything you had to kind of like overcome or, or elements of your past you had to shed to have like a healthy, you know, a relationship with this plant? Um. I don't necessarily think that I had anything to overcome per se. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of stigma. There's still a lot of stigma attached to it. Um, you know, people have been taught that once they smell it, it's bad. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just, it's just these things that, that we relate. Uh, and, and so I personally didn't have anything to overcome. Um, I was pretty free in, in, in my use and my experimenting with it. Uh, you know, 
And in my, in my humble opinion, it's more other people that are still buying and selling that stigma yeah. that, that, that really need to overcome some things. <laughs> no, but no, that's very, very well said. I guess it's getting better though. So we'll see. I mean, small steps. We got to thank, you know, we got to be thankful for any progress, but I th- it's like we're, we're fighting a decades, decades old stigma that was carefully crafted, uh, government funded, no less, uh, and, and racially. Yeah, man. And, and racially motivated. So Absolutely. people like to use that phrase way too much. There's a lot to unpack. Well, as far as ending the stigma surrounding cannabis, there's a lot. I mean, that needs to be done. So every every chance we can to talk with an advocate, uh, to talk with an educator, we want to bring them on as far as what it's meant to you has it has it has it changed your life in any way for the better oh absolutely um you know i'm 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 proud to say that i'm a disciple of bob marley's message yeah Uh, that's really where it come it comes from and if i could just tell a a quick story please so so my grandmother who was a parishioner at this very school we were talking about who i get all of my love and positive energy from uh i was a little kid about four years old, playing in her backyard with my brother. We were playing tag. And all of a sudden, I was stopped in my tracks. I got I had tingles all over my body. And I looked at my hands. I could I could hear the wind blowing. I hear birds chirping. And I looked at my hands and I said, Where am I? What's what what's going on right now? What is this life? And that really stuck with me for a long time. And back in 2012, when the Marley movie came out, I started to really think about that time. And, you know, I know I was four years old. I know it was Mother's Day. You know, we were over her house for Mother's Day. Well, that was the time that Bob was passing. Wow. He was coming back from Germany uh, to Miami. He was trying to make it back to Kingston so he could pass, you know, in his, right. in his home. And, and I just thought about that, you know, you know, I'm just one person that's been touched by his message, but I truly believe in my heart and, and know in my heart that, that, it, that, that man touched his spirit was, was going through a transformation. And I feel like it, it coincided with that specific moment. And, and so, you know, obviously his, um, his cannabis use, you know, something that always stuck out to me, he said, the herb reveals you to yourself. And, and it's true, you know, if the, any anxieties that I had gone through in my early youth, uh, physical pain that I would have, I, 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 you know, experimented with that, that plant and realized the benefits. Now, of course, people can abuse it and, you know, use it too much. And that's why I always consider it a tool. Yeah. And, you know, you don't carry a hammer around everywhere you go. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes you have to put it down and just have a, an appreciation for it. But uh, but yeah, so that, that's just I don't it's amazing that. That, that you had that you could connect the, that that transcendent moment from your lo- young life with one from your adult life. And they both revolved around this this amazing spirituality. I got to tell you, he's a, he's a man that, that, that I adore simply because you look at him and you look at uh, the way he used let's, let's take your term as a tool. I mean, that's like what we could be if you, you, we all listen to our uh, better angels, is to borrow that term that's thrown around a lot. Sure. It, it, it's incredible to have sort of like a spiritual role model, especially for young people growing up. And I'm glad you brought him up. I, you, do you feel any connection living in Wilmington for his brief little stint in Wilmington? 
Well, absolutely. I mean, another another uh, connection. You know, we'll we'll keep that theme going. Um, yeah, man. So you know, years ago, I was I was, you know, not living properly. Let's just say that. And uh, mm -hmm. my my bandmates dismissed me from uh, from my band. You know, I was, you know, a little self destructive, and you know, they had my best interests in mind. Huh. So, and I was I was really heartbroken uh, over that. And and in my life, when I'm having some depressions or any kind of negative feelings, I always feel that if I can just give back to something yeah. or someone, it can kind of carry me through that, so that I can get out of my own head and actually just be there for other people. So I decided to join uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters. Uh, nice. And they said, you know, we have a waiting list of children. You know, do you care, you know, what area they live in? Or, or I, I said, you know, whoever needs my help the most, please, you know, I, I don't have any hangups about anything. Well, they gave me Bob Marley's first cousin's son. Wow. In, in uh, over on Jefferson Street at the time. And it was at that time that I really got to meet the family that is still here, you know, his cousins and, you know, his uh, aunt just passed away recently. Um, and that was the last of the Malcolms. It's the Malcolm oh, family. Okay. So, so yes, I, I have a very deep connection um, with, with, with the family and, and just his spirit and, and message and all that stuff. It's really, it's really amazing, actually. Man, it's, it's gotta be kids. Man. did, did, did that something brought you two together yeah. it, that that's fantastic Ken, yeah. Kenny it's, yeah. it's just remarkable it's very bringing people together and we keep this this theme of connection I think one way that you you were connected to the cannabis community uh for sure um was uh, you did some work in a dispensary and you were just talking about um you know we're talking about using this as a tool for whether that's anxiety or pain and that's something I can certainly um identify with uh, can you tell us a little bit about your, your, you know, your dispensary work? Cause I don't think people understand, you know, people that aren't members or people that aren't in the community, not like it's an exclusive thing. We don't keep anyone out, but I know that not everyone's been in a dispensary and, and, and some people still believe that you get cannabis from the, uh, the shady looking dude in the dare program comic books that we got in grade school, brother. Um, yeah. to, to walk us through the doors of, the, of a dispensary and talk a little bit about your day-to-day -day experiences, if you could. Uh, well, I was fortunate. Uh, a friend of mine, um, his brother and sister uh, were growers there, and it, it, ha it had not opened yet. So I, I reached out and uh, asked them if they needed any help in, in you know, trimming or, mm -hmm. you know, any, any, any kind of help I could, I could provide there. And so I was able to fortunately get a job in production. And we basically handled the plant from uh, harvest all the way through the drying process, uh, trimming it, you know, uh, rolling, uh, pre-rolls, packaging, you know, the nut, all that stuff. So I really got a chance to see the process of the plant, you know, the cultivation process through, through, to, through the harvest. And, uh, you know, so it was really, um, it was, it was really amazing. It was a great experience just to physically be hands-on with the plant all day long and taking care of of it because it was going to be you know used for medicine for people yeah. quite frankly so i really took that to heart and and uh you know it, after a while i became kind of the, the pre-roll guy because I, I figured out a way to you know not make them so dense 
And, you know, it was all about consistency and drying sure. level and stuff like that. And I was rolling, you know, close to thousands of pre-rolls a day. And I ended up getting some, some upper bicep tendonitis just from twisting. Wow. So I, I like physically couldn't do that job anymore. <laughs> and uh, I said, listen, can you guys, you know, I have a medical background. I used to be an EMT and uh, I would love to be a patient care tech. And, and, and actually transition into the dispensary itself. And I was able to do that. And uh, that experience was amazing because I got to meet people every day who were suffering from one ailment or another, uh, a lot of physical pain, a lot of folks coming off of opiates that they just did not want that, that those, they didn't want to be a slave to a pill anymore. And they finally found cannabis, whether it was CBD, you know, that doesn't really get you high, Mm -hmm. but it still gives you those physical uh, properties of anti-inflammation and all the good stuff. Um, you know, it was day to day. I was able to literally connect with people and touch people and educate people. And uh, I'm just so grateful for that opportunity. It was really amazing. It's, it's, it's a, a wonderful opportunity and you get to, again, I just wish more people would open their minds, open their hearts and kind of walk through the doors of a dispensary and see what it's all about instead of, you know, uh, just assuming you know what's going down. It's what really holds a lot of things back. I remember uh, our producer, Frank, and I went out to Washington State uh, a while back to visit a grower that we worked for. And, you know, it normalized, you, you can demystify cannabis. You can, all that mysterious quality surrounding that stigma, you just get to, get to figure out what the process is about, get to see what cultivation is about. I, I tell people, it's like, guys, you think it's sexy, it's farming. It's farming. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it is not sexy. It's, it's hands on. It's it's strenuous. It's tiring. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's backbreaking work. Um, and but at the end of the day, so much good is being done. You were you were talking about patients that you worked with. We we've dealt with people here and and in, in our work and our outreach programs. You know, uh, veterans that were on five different uh, five different pain prescriptions. Yes, yes. That was turning them into a monster at home. Absolutely. They transition to cannabis, transition to two to one CBD, right. THC. They're normal again. Yep. And uh, uh, PTSD, you know, I, I can't tell you how many veterans with PTSD that they just, it's changed their life. It's really changed their life. So how can you, how can you deny that? You can't, you, you know, you just can't. You can't. And you know, when I, when I talk to people here, can I like to say, you know, we have made so much progress, you know, I, I guess, I, I guess I can't really say that we've made small steps progress in cannabis, right? But we're also aware of the tremendous work that lies ahead with what we need to do to get where we want to be uh, together. Um, right. Is there an issue or, or a, uh, an organization or a cause within cannabis that's close to your heart that you could talk to us about today? Yeah, uh, the one that's really, um, jumped out at me and, and really touched me was the last prisoner project. Fantastic. Uh, it's a, uh, you know, non I'm sure you, you know, you are aware it's a nonprofit that focuses on cannabis criminal justice reform uh, just through education and policy change. Um, I mean, there's, you know, the disparity in, in, in uh, you know, the eth ethnicity disparity it with the jails and Unreal. how, you know, it's, it's uh, so the work that they're doing is tremendous. And, and again, like you said, it's like these small incremental steps and, and we're really, you know, hopefully within the next few years here, we can really make a, a, a bigger leap to, to just, 
you know, getting the prisons uh, emptied of low level, you know, drug offenders and uh, and, and just full legalization, really. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But look, last prisoner project, we keep, I keep going back to this thing about, you know, it's my focus with you. It's connection and it's community. Right. But I mean, you look at the. the these people that were out there, the good-minded people, good-hearted people, the last prisoner project is bringing these people together, focusing them on, on these, these amazing, amazing idealistic goals. And we're getting, we're, we're getting results. I mean, it's lovely to see guys like Craig Cizal that should have never been in prison in the first place gets out. He's home with his daughter. Now. I mean, they're, they're putting a happy ending uh, at the end of a lot of sad stories. So uh, I'm glad you brought them Absolutely. up, Kenny. I'm, I'm so glad you yeah. brought them up. Um, Absolutely. When I think of you, my friend, I think of, uh, of a few things. I think, of, I think of soccer. I think of... I was, I was I, hoping you were going to say that. I think of cannabis. I think of music. Where, where are you, where are you Paisans? Huh? Oh, dude, I'm, I haven't gone anywhere. I'm just, I'm just, we're just having the worst year ever. I, well, <laughs> you know, just, ebbs and flows, unfortunately. It does. But. Your boys are having a, a, a wonderful spell. It's been tough for, it's been tough for Liverpool though this year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when, uh, with injuries, you know, when you get, when you injure main players yeah. and it, it, it just disrupts the entire defense and they just couldn't have any any stability really yeah so yeah but again ebbs and flows ebbs and flows man we gotta we we, we have a champions league and a and a and a and a, and a uh, league yeah. title last year so I'm, you gotta be happy with that be, yeah I, can't I, I remember seeing upset. i remember seeing the picture of you and rooney celebrating in the middle of the day when that when that league title was announced um so i'm very happy for this uh the success that you guys have had in the past couple of years but i was thinking about all those things i was thinking about soccer i was thinking about cannabis i was thinking about music what's the one thing that, that, that you know in common with those things they're communal they're Absolutely. communal they're yep. best if done with other people so i wanted to get to the big thing man i want to talk music with you yeah, i want man. to talk music i want to talk about this the the new record that, that we we heard some of it at the beginning of this but i got a I'm going to draw back the curtain for the listeners here because if, if Ken tries to be humble here, I'm going to call him on it. Um, it's like when I, I remember Kenny is a, is a, is a kid and it's like watching him play basketball. And I think it's, he must've just picked that up and known what the hell that was for. Kenny was a brilliant basketball player, soccer ball at his feet. Kenny's a brilliant soccer player. It's like, you must've known when that ball was at your feet, you just knew what to do with it. And you knew what that sport was about. Let me ask you this. When you picked up the guitar, was there a similar feeling like you were supposed to have this? Absolutely. I would say so. I mean, I was around, you know, my friends at the time were musicians. Uh, I, I befriended uh, a guy, my buddy, Mike, who I'm fortunate enough to still be playing music with. And nice. I would just I would just watch, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a. Uh, you know, I just watch people that are that are skilled and at the best at what they do. I just watch them and try to mimic what they yeah. do. And then after a while, you kind of get your own, you know, your own style. But yeah, uh, uh, the music thing, it was, you know, one of my earliest memories is singing, is just singing in the car, you know, in the back seat, you know, in my car seat. And I remember my mom kind of turning around and saying, you know, what, what the heck is this kid doing back here? <laughs> you know, and I, I just always had a song. I was always wanting, want, wanting to sing and uh, being creative. And uh, it's just, you know, it's just, another form of self-expression you know much like soccer and sports and stuff like that uh, uh yeah so i i just uh 
Yeah, it's who I am. It, it is who you are. And I, I love that. I love you come so far with it. I love that we have a new uh, a record on the way. Uh, yeah, it, 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 we're really we're shooting for April. Yeah, uh, the the um, it's it's being pressed at Third Man Pressing, which mm-hmm. uh, Third Man Records is Jack White's label. Uh, they're pressing it out of Detroit. So they just got the stampers in. We should have the test presses uh, within the next week or two. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just give it a listen, give them a uh, sign off on it. And then we should have them about the second week of April. I can't wait to get it uh, in my hands. And I know where I, I've got to go over to uh, 11th Street uh, to pick it up. Now, I, I wanted to ask you about this, too. If people aren't familiar, one of the greatest additions, I think, to our 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 blossoming community uh in wilmington is squeeze box records it's 1901 uh 11th street um it's a family-owned place if you're a record not like us you can buy you can sell you could trade this is a place where they say music is medicine i could not agree more kenny how did you be uh how'd you get hooked up with these guys well i uh, i'll tell you um a buddy of mine who, you know, you mentioned me celebrating the, the Liverpool title last year. Yeah. Uh, a, a good friend of ours, you know, neighborhood guy, Josh. Uh, Absolutely. You know, he passed away, unfortunately, a few years ago. And, and it was at the same time that we heard about the squeeze box records and nobody kind of knew what it was. Mm-hmm. We heard, heard it was over on the other side of Pennsylvania Avenue. And uh, again, you know, with this kind of spiritual connection kismet uh serendipitous type of thing you know we kind of felt as soon as we walked into Squeezebox, we felt that josh kind of put this here for us oh, that's because he was a music nut he was he was a, he was a, a a a record store guy and we were like man josh kind of gave this to us you know now uh. rich and his wife are do, you know it's their business but uh and i've told rich that story too so yeah man it's just I feel like we're very, very, very fortunate that 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 uh, that squeeze box and they're doing so well now. Um, the place is great. You know, Rich just wants people to come and enjoy music, you know, come in and listen to the new records. He's you know playing and uh, dig around and the, the energy and the vibes are, are all about love and positivity. And like you said, community. And uh, yeah, I can't say enough good things about it, really. I, I can't either, my friend. And I got to get there. They, I saw they posted yesterday. They got a Grateful Dead live in Stanford from 88 that I don't have. So if I can get over there, damn he's it. Got, he's got, I mean, <laughs> every day they're getting uh, some some new, you know, new stuff for them, but but like original pressings. Uh, I was just in there uh, yesterday, I think, and they had this uh, this like original pressing of Pink Floyd that was like a, comp- a compilation of some of their earlier stuff with some of oh, their really? newer stuff. It was just, you know, and it, it was like, you don't see this anywhere, but somehow it finds its way to squeeze box. <laughs> I'm so glad that they're there. I'm so glad you shared that story about Josh too. That's, that's, that's just beautiful. You yeah, know, always, always dear and close to close to us. So n- no doubt, no doubt. I, mi- I miss the guy terribly. There's, there's something else. If we're talking about community, uh, I wanted to see if you could talk a little bit about the Box Concerts Foundation, Kenny, and, sure. and, and, and what that is and how we can support it. Well, um, you know, the, the shop has taken some transformations over the years and they moved some stuff around. Well, there's a stage, you know, I, I played, a for, uh, you know, Rich had me play there when they first opened. I think it was a record store day and for another event that he had had. Um, so you know, they, they kind of put a stage back there. There's sound equipment. There's all kinds of amps. There's a drum kit. So I saw this, you know, back in, I guess it was 
midsummer when mm -hmm. he had just kind of got it arranged. And I said, man, you know, there should be shows here. We should have, you know, th this, 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 uh, visual is perfect to have some kind of show here and, and put it online. So over the course of the last few months, I restructured my old nonprofit that I had had, and I filed a, a, an, a, an amendment to change the name. And I was able to successfully do all that. And, and now we, we started uh, Box Concerts Foundation. So the idea is we have uh, local artists come in, you know, at some point, hopefully, when things open back up again, we'll have, you know, more regional people come through as well. But uh, the idea is to come, we accept donations, and the artist uh, who is the guest for that, for that particular show, they get to choose a local charity of their choosing. And then we just split the money between the artist and the charity. That's awesome. And so, you know, it's, that's just what it has. We had our first one um, this past Sunday with uh, Genesis Z and the Black Mambas. Uh, it was very successful. Good. Um, April 18th, uh, Sunday night, we have Jonathan Whitney and his jazz quintet coming in. Fantastic uh, he's musician. Got a couple of really good, couple of really good charities that he's uh, working with. And um, yeah, we're and we're in the process of scheduling May. Um, that's tentative, but you know we're just kind of getting the ball rolling here, and uh, trying to make it happen. Absolutely, absolutely, and we're going to support you uh, any way we can. I'm so grateful that you brought this to to our community because it's much needed, not just now, but I mean, uh, looking ahead, we need more. We need more cultural outlets. It's one of the things that I've been, you know, yearning for ever since. I moved back to Wilmington as an adult, you know, yeah, yeah. we need more performance spaces. We need more places for people to express themselves. So I'm, uh, congratulations on that. And thank yeah. you for setting that up. Thank you, man. I really appreciate Um, As far as I got to, I got to ask a couple of things though, buddy, the, um, if, you know, people, I guess if they want to talk to Dylan about uh, blood on the tracks, you're going to say those are songs born out of uh, pain, out of uh, struggle and heartache. Talk to me about the record, because these are songs born out of what? I can tell you what I feel when I hear them uh, and the, the tracks I've heard, but what are these songs born out of? I mean, simply love. That's really, that's really what it boils down to. It, it, you know, it boils down to love. It boils down to relationships and connections. Um, and that's, that's just really the message, you know? It's appropriate. It's appropriate coming from you, from you, my man. Uh, as far as our listeners are concerned, I want people to go out. I want them to go to Squeeze Box. I want them to pick up the record. Um, that's where we can find it. Where can we find you to keep to keep tabs on what you're doing and what you'll be doing in the future? Yeah, the, the record itself is, is going to be it's really nice. The packaging is great. It's, it's really going to be a special thing. And like you said, that'll be available at Squeeze Box. The, uh, the music is also available digitally now on most platforms. It's on Spotify, YouTube, uh, all the main platforms, Apple Music. Uh, I, I'm really, a, I tend to like Instagram. That's kind of my thing. And I have it linked to my Facebook. So I can post something on Instagram and it, and it shoots right over to my Facebook page. So it's just at Kenny Vanilla. Um, and uh, you can find me there, please. And then, you know, I have a YouTube channel. I have a, a video that I shot at Brandywine Park last year about cannabis uh, called Fickle Lickle Tree. Beautiful. And, uh, you know, if you could go just subscribe to my channel, it would be a big help. Look for at Kenny Vanilla on Instagram. Please subscribe to his YouTube channel. I'm butchering some words. I almost, you know, I butchered the name of our hometown. I butchered Wilmington in the damn intro. I'm, I'm, I'm just off today. 
follow Kenny on Instagram. Uh, please go to the YouTube channel and, and please subscribe. Uh, you know, Kenny's going to be taking us out today with an outro song. Uh, and it's a song that I've, I've come to really like. Ken, when I hear Riverwalk, it conjures up everything that I think that we're desperately missing right now. The beauty of being together, right? The beauty Absolutely. of just being together as a bigger family, as a larger community. Uh, it, anything you can tell us about Riverwalk before, before you send us out with it? Yeah, Riverwalk, really, uh, I was, I, it was born out of me running down to the Riverwalk. I, would, I would, was living on Market Street at the time, and I would run the Brandywine River and then go down to the Riverwalk. And I just, these, these sounds just came into my head and I, and I worked some lyrics out and the idea for it. So really it's just the inspiration of our city of Wilmington. And uh, you know, it's about the people, it's about the community and, and our connection to one another. So yeah, that's really what it's about. Man, that's, you summed it up. It's, it's everything I love and I, I listen. Uh, thank you for sharing your talents with us. Thank you for thank sharing you, your story with us, uh, my friend. I really, really appreciate it. Um, your, your, your story is, is significant. That's the title of this little segment. And uh, just know how much I appreciate you, brother. Thanks so much. I appreciate you, Nick, big time, man. I really appreciate this. This has been great. Thank all you. Ken, right, I hope you'll join us down here live and, and play for us in the future when we can all get back together and we'll promote the next album. So uh, in, until that time, we'll see you next time. And join us again from Delahue, Delaware. Delaware. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name's Kate, and I'm your host of the Pop Moms Podcast. I started the Pop Moms Podcast, well, because I wanted to end the stigma against using cannabis, specifically with moms, but also anyone who chooses to consume. I strive for a balance of humor and education, along with some pretty rad guests, to help combat social biases that come with consuming cannabis. Kids are hard. Join me for regular podcast episodes packed with parenting hacks, real-life stories, and of course, my favorite cannabis products. The days are long, but the years are short. So roll another J and take a deep breath. Keep blazing and stay amazing.